We've all been told we can be whatever we want to be, and if you just work hard enough, success will come. Well, welcome to the real world, and sometimes working hard just isn't enough. Hi, I'm Jessica Chen, and I wanted to create a space to connect with and support other Asian American women professionals. And here on The Pig's Tale, I hope to share my experiences and lessons learned from my own career journey, and to learn from the many other amazing Asian American women out there. Together, we can learn and grow and write our own tale. Hi, and welcome to episode five of the Pig's Tale podcast. I know it's been a while, um, you know, the <laughs> holidays and the summer and just the days sort of got away from me, um, but it sort of made me think about what did I, as I was thinking about a couple topics, it sort of highlighted that I really wanted to focus a little bit uh, on today's episode on mental health and self-care. And for one thing, you know, I personally find it very important, but also just in general, I think that there's been a lot of discussion on it, good discussion, um, especially um, as as if you've been like me watching maybe the Olympics um, and seeing a lot of the focus on Simone Biles, and I I really do applaud her. I mean, I was always a fan of her. She's such an amazing young woman, um, but I'm even more impressed with her now being willing to stand up for herself and, and take care of herself and realizing the importance uh, of recognizing when she needed the help and when she needed time and not letting anyone else pressure into making a decision that was wrong for her. Um, so I thought about that and said, I really wanted to, to spend some time thinking about it because I do think that we don't spend enough time talking about mental health Um, and self-care, but I especially think that we don't talk enough about it, especially in the Asian American community. Um, You know, I I can't speak for experiences in other communities, but I know that in the Asian American, it's it's often not something we think about is just like in in a lot of groups, I think uh, seeking help or or needing help, seeking out an expert is, is kind of seen as something wrong or something you don't do. Um, I don't know if it's because of our Asians tendency of lack of tendency of wanting to go to the physicians or just in general. Um, But I do think that it's really important that we talk about it. Um, So first of all, I, of course, am not a mental health provider. I have no experience in this. um, So, you know, take everything I say, but this is my own personal observations and thoughts on this. Um, But I do think it's really important for everyone to talk about mental health and to normalize it. Uh, You know, when I think about if you cut yourself or you get sick, um, you know, we can all think about the pandemic this past year as you, you, when you get sick, you go see a doctor. Um, When you're trying to learn something new or you don't know something, you know, as I have thought about, again, thinking about this pandemic, one of the things is I I have a new dog. It's not so new anymore, but as I was trying to train him, I went to seek out an expert, expert behaviorist and expert trainers to help me um, when, when training him. So this is just something you do is when you need help in something, you seek out help. Uh, but for some reason, we feel that when it comes to your own well-being as an individual, as a person, um, that somehow you should just magically uh, be able to do this. And, you know, that's, I think, does us all a disservice um, and and really leads us down a path that's not going to be good for for anyone. Um, And so I I wanted to focus today a lot about on what are some 
ways that I have found helpful for me um, and, and ways that maybe those I know that in my own life that have shared some um, methods for helping them. Um, so first I wanna talk a little bit about self-care versus mental health. I think that it's really important um, for your own well-being uh, is both with your mind and your body is to focus on taking care of yourself. Um, and I think this is really important to remember that it's not indulgence. It's not a selfishness to take care of yourself. It's important and critical and necessary to care for yourself in order to remain healthy and well. Um, and again, when I think about this, you know, we all need to eat to survive. You need to drink water to survive. It's not an indulgence to have three square meals a day. It's a necessity. Um, and, you know, I could go on about the number of individuals uh, in our own uh, nation that have been unable to have three healthy square meals a day um, to show you that that is a necessity. Um, I think it's also really important that as you feed your body and as you care for your physical being, you also need to consider about your mental health and your mental needs. Um, and so those are, to me, they're, they're interrelated um, and they overlap, but that there are definitely activities and focuses for, I think, your physical well-being versus your mental well-being. So first, I'd like to start a little bit kind of on, on the physical well-being. Um, you know, now as an, as an adult, as I've gotten older in my own life, I, I know that I've gotten a little lazy. Uh, you know, as younger, I was much more active, whether it was because I was uh, active in sports or because I was walking a lot more when I was um, in school or when I was around uh, just in general. Um, this pandemic, of course, hasn't helped me being home a lot, but in general, I realized that I've gotten a little lazy and and, and need to, to focus on that. Um, I, I've, I've always been a little bit fortunate that I have a, a fairly good diet, just uh, the way I was raised and, and what we eat. I, you know, I think we can all point out that the Asian diet is, is generally, you know, kind of low in fat, low in, um, it, it's, it's generally a healthier, um, and I'm fortunate um, to have a fairly active metabolism and lifestyle. Um, but again, as I've gotten older, I've started to realize that I need to be more intentional in what I do and what I eat. Um, and, and I would say that the pandemic has really focused on that um, because you know, I used to just sort of rely on the fact that I have to walk while I'm at work or that I would sort of have salads or eat relatively healthy. But, you know, as I've been home, you know, as we were home, what is this now, almost a year and a half, um, I really have to be more intentional about it. So let's start, let's focus on food first. Um, we Asians, I think, are big about food. Um, so let's be honest. We all know that we should eat healthier, uh, but I know that it takes time and it definitely costs more. Um, again, generally fortunate that most Asian cuisine is relatively healthy. Um, and so I sort of just relied on that. Um, but I've come to realize that sometimes again, needing to look for a little bit of help. Uh, so I actually made an appointment with a nutritionist. I'm fortunate that my insurance actually uh, covers meeting with a nutritionist. Um, but if you don't have that, uh, as a benefit, I, I, you know, hopefully my advice was helpful, but I would definitely encourage you to, to set up an appointment. Um, I found it really helpful, even my first appointment. Uh, and it's not that this nutritionist spent a lot of time writing recipes for me, or we sat down, um, but it was just nice to talk through 
what is in my daily diet on a, on a normal basis? And then what are some small things I can do to help improve the way I'm eating? Um, and it wasn't even just things like, uh, you know, don't ever eat a health, a health unhealthy snacks. Um, a big issue for me was soda. Um, so I, I do like the sugary carbonated drinks, um, but they're not great for you. Um, but that was a good example was uh, I sort of said that I, I really like them. And so again, he was advised this to say, you really shouldn't have them. How, or one way to, is to consider it as a, as a treat, as an indulgence, um, you know, something to have once in a while. And once I started thinking about it that way, I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, I could do that, right? So it's not that I can never have soda. It's that I should consider it as uh, a treat or as opposed to something you have all the time. Um, and I think that that was, I found really helpful was instead of focusing on trying to be perfect with my meal planning, making sure every single meal was exactly uh, the way it's supposed to be, or making sure that, you know, I'm counting all those calories. Um, it was more around saying, okay, what are some of these guidelines and what is okay? And what am I willing to make decisions on? Uh, you know, another good example is, is ice cream. Ice cream makes me very happy. Um, but, and it, it, it's, and it's a great treat and a great indulgence and a reward for something. Um, and it makes me feel good. Uh, but I also noticed that if I have ice cream every single day, it, it, I don't start to feel so great. First of all, it's no longer a fun, exciting treat because you're having it every day. And then on top of it, it's just, it, it doesn't feel good. It's, it's not really giving your body what you need. And so you just don't feel good if you're eating, you know, potato chips and ice cream or whatever every day. And so I would encourage you to don't focus so much on creating a diet or saying what's the right thing to, and trying to lose weight, but really kind of focusing on what's the foods that make you feel good um, and make you feel good after eating them. And I would challenge to say that, yes, ice cream and soda and cookies do make you feel good. I'm not trying to minimize it and nor have I given them up, um, but maybe consider them as that treat that you give yourself when you need that little extra pick me up, but not as a staple, because I think you'll find that you won't find the joy in there anymore. Um, the next thing I think about is really important for, for folks when you consider about caring for your physical well being um, is sleep. Now, I will be honest, I am a champion sleeper. I can sleep anywhere, anywhere. Um, I know that that's not true for everyone. Um, and I know that, you know, there's a lot of time when it's difficult and, and, and sometimes you're not, you're not going to get enough sleep. Sometimes you've got that deadline. Uh, I know folks with uh, young children or, or newborns, it's often, you know, when I first got, when I first got my dogs or my puppies, uh, they don't sleep a whole lot. Um, so I get it. It's not going to be a, a, something everyone can achieve every single night. And again, don't focus so much on being perfect. Um, but I do think that it's really important for you to listen to your body that says you need to sleep. It is not an indulgence to say you've gotten eight hours of sleep last night, or you get six hours of sleep, or sometimes it's taking that 20 minute nap in the middle of the day. It's not an indulgence. It's a necessity again, um, because you are not going to be at your best if you're tired. Um, I think we, I could quote as many studies and, and advice that's out there for you, but I would say, again, just listen to your own body that says, do you feel better after you, when you are exhausted? 
I also think that it's really important to think about what's best for your body when it comes to sleep. Um, so are you the type of person that is a, a morning lark or a night owl? Um, I'm the type of person I definitely much more, um, I'm definitely morning lark. I'm much more productive first thing in the morning. Um, and as the day goes on, I get less and less productive and, and I'm not really a night owl, uh, but that's me. That That's not what others are. I know lots of other folks are night owls. Um, so I think it's really important is to not just say, well, just because the books say you need to have eight hours sleep and you should go to bed at 10 o'clock and you should get up at seven o'clock. Um, that, that may not be true for you. Uh, I also think, and, and again, don't quote me, I'm not an expert. Um, and I know that all the books say you should get seven to eight hours of sleep. And I, on a personal level, do find I function best when I'm getting about seven to eight hours of sleep. But I also think that it's really important to listen to your own body that says, what do you need? Um, maybe six hours is enough for you. Maybe you need more. Maybe you need 10 hours. Um, maybe you're the kind of person that does okay um, getting short bursts throughout the day. Um, or, or maybe that may be a necessity of the way you you have to function to get through your day. None of those I would say are right or wrong. And I don't think that again, you should punish yourself or try to fit yourself into the mold of others. But what I think is really important is that you listen to your own physical body that says, you need to eat X or you need to sleep X and you need to drink more water um, and really focus in on, on what is it that you need um, to care for yourself. And this is where I think it's really important is we don't always think of this as self-care. I mean, just like you need to, you know, wash your, you know, wash your hands, take a shower. These are the necessities to keeping yourself healthy um, and able to care for both yourself and those around you. So let's switch gears a little bit. And I want to talk about self-care for the mind, because I, I do think that while a lot of us will sometimes forget about our physical needs, we do tend to remember them more than we think about our mental health needs. Um, and so I think it's really important that we spend a little bit of time. Um, and the first thing I want to say is if you need help, you should engage with an expert. And an expert doesn't necessarily mean it has to be um, you know, a psychiatrist. It could be a therapist. It could be a psychologist. It could be a counselor. It could be a really good friend. It could be, in my case, it, it, you know, maybe it's it's your your pet. Um, it's someone that is able to help you. Um, and so I want to pause there and repeat that. If you need help, please reach out. Uh, you know, don't let yourself spiral. Don't let yourself focus in. Um, on, on yourself, on, on your concerns and your troubles, reach out and look for help. And if you don't find that that first path you take, maybe it's that you're talking to a counselor and, and for whatever reason, that counselor and you are just not clicking or, or you're just not feeling better. Don't think that all counseling is bad. Reach out for another counselor, reach out for another therapist. Um, I am cognizant and, and realistic enough to know that there are, of course, cost of this and, and time. And so you can't just be going out there and looking for therapists over and over again. Um, but I would say that if you find that you're not connecting on at the beginning, doesn't, don't, don't just stop there. You need to be an advocate for yourself um, and, and you need to be focusing on yourself. 
So I want to repeat again um, the importance of the difference between self-care and self-indulgence, because I think that, again, for your own mental health, a lot of us tend to think of it as self-indulgence. Um, and when people start to think about, oh, you need that mental break, there's this sort of image around, oh, well, you know, going to the spa or, you know, going for a walk and, you know, doing those kinds of things. And that that's not not necessarily what I'm saying. Now, I'm not saying if you go into the spa is what you need and makes you feel better, by all means, go for it. Um, but what it really means to me of taking care of your, your mind is really, it means focusing on yourself. And sometimes it means taking a break. And I do mean a really important break. Uh, so one thing I want to give as an example is because I know a lot of folks will say, if you're frustrated or you're kind of getting upset is to go take a walk. But for me, what I always found is that when I would sort of step away or take a walk, it all it would do is sort of give me the opportunity to continue to focus on something. Now, on a positive side, sometimes stepping away from a problem or concern or, or struggle um, by considering to sort of mull it over while I'm walking can actually help me look at a problem in different angles, getting different perspectives. And sometimes when I come back, I come back refreshed and ready to um, actually uh, attack the problem because I've actually gotten some new ideas. But I will also say that sometimes um, that sort of walk can also lead to this sort of negative spiral. And I just continue to, um, you know, swirl on this topic around and around and get more and more angry or more and more frustrated. Um, and it didn't really ever allow me to take a break. Um, so I'll say what I started to do is actually taking walks um, with my dog. So remember when I said I have a pandemic pup, so my, my dog, Ollie, I got him in January of 2020, uh, so just before the uh, pandemic. Um, so I had only had him for a short, uh, I got him end of January, so I only had him short time, um, which meant that when I started walking him um, during the day while we were home, which was not something I, I was able to do pre-pandemic, so this was actually great. But he, he needs a lot of attention, um, not so much now as I've had him for a year and a half and he's, uh, you know, matured and we've undergone training, but definitely those first few months I had him, um, he, he was clearly not uh, a trained dog. He, he came, he was a rescue um, and he came to me, he was already um, almost two years old. And so he had a lot of bad behaviors. He needed a like I said, a lot of attention. There was a lot of times I was walking with him, trying to make, trying to teach him how to walk on the leash, trying to get him to not pull, not eat things, not run around. Um, and on the one hand, it sounds like that walk would be really stressful, um, but it actually ended up being a really important break for me because what I was doing was that for that five, 10 minutes or 15 minute walk with Ollie, all I was was focused on Ollie. I was not thinking about, the pandemic. I was not thinking about what was going on in our politics. I was not thinking about the struggles at work. I wasn't thinking about, um, you know, any personal problems. All I was thinking about in that moment was, what am I doing right now? Uh, and then, while yes, sometimes I'm not going to say it was perfect every time. There was a few stressful moments. But what I found is that after that quick walk, I would come back and I've realized, hey, I really took a break. Like my mind actually had to take a break from what was stressing me out. Um, and then it would allow me to take that sort of breather of a few minutes. So I think it's really important that you find that activity that gives your mind a break. 
Um, like I said, for me, it was walking my dog, but it could be maybe reading a book um, and maybe it's reading a fun book. Don't, you know, sometimes it's just that trashy romance novel or that beach read that just gives you, and it's only five or 10 pages, but enough to just give your brain a break. Um, it could be watching TV. Um, it could be sitting quietly. Maybe you're really good into meditation. It's not something I'm particularly good at, uh, but I definitely respect those who can. I also think what's important is to think about how you can um, keep yourself busy um, if you're the type of person that maybe needs an activity. So one thing I found actually really enjoyable during um, was actually starting to paint. Um, I was doing things like paint by numbers or this thing called diamond painting. Um, I'm not a particularly talented artist, but what was great was that that really detailed focus work gave me an opportunity to focus on something else as opposed to that which was stressing me out. Now, if you're like me, though, sometimes giving yourself that break can continue to stress you out. You're just sitting there going, well, I need to get this done, but I need to take a break. I need to get this done. I need to break the break. One recommendation I would give for you is if you're like, if you're like me, um, what I started to do was give myself a timer. So what I would do is say, okay, I'm going to um, give myself a five minute break to do this or 10 minutes to do this, or, or maybe I would be really bad at give myself an hour. Um, and so I actually set a timer for myself that would say this is for this hour. Um, you have to be careful around that. I, I recognize that for some folks that timer countdown can be a little stressful, but what helped me was that it would basically go into my day as sort of part of my day was I actually giving myself that, that momentary break. Okay, so what do I really wanna make sure that, that you've heard today is, if you hear nothing else, I would say it's important to remember to take care of yourself, you as a person. Um, and it's important to remember that you can't care or help others if you don't take care of yourself. Uh, I always think of this example, and maybe it's because I was just recently on a plane, but I think about the safety talk at the beginning when you're on the plane that they talk about when the oxygen, if, not, if oxygen mass will drop from the ceiling and they always say put your mask on before helping others um, and I remember the very first time I was listening to that and I was old enough to understand it I thought it was very strange right isn't wouldn't you as a parent want to put it on your child first or or if you putting it on your loved ones first um, but the reason for this was because if you were trying to help someone else but you aren't putting the mask on yourself first then you are putting yourself into danger um, which might then result in both you and this other person that your loved one being in danger and needing help. Whereas at least by first putting on your mask, caring for yourself, you are in a position to now help others and actually care for others. Um, and so I think it's important to remember that caring for yourself is not an indulgence, it's a necessity. And it's a part of making sure that you can actually take care of others. It's important to remember that you need, this is, a consistent activity. This is a continuous. You can't just say, okay, well, you know, this Saturday I'm going to take a break for myself and then I'll be good forever. That's, that's not how it works. And, and you know that you need to be giving yourself a break, you know, at least once a day, if not many times a day, you need to be caring for yourself throughout the day, whether that's because you need to make sure you've gotten something to eat, you've gotten some water to drink, you've taken a mental break. Um, and then I understand that that's not gonna be feasible all the time and every time. Um, and so don't, again, focus so much on, on trying to be perfect around it saying, what's the right 
perfect break and perfect self-care. Everyone is different and everyone's unique. What you need is not the same as what I need. And it's not the same as you know your, your partner or your child um, or your parents or your friend or the person next door. Everyone has different needs and different unique um, and different situations. And so what's important is to listen to yourself, both your mind and your body and say, what do I need to be healthy? Um, and to be the best possible me so that I can um, not only achieve my own personal goals, but also so that I can help those that I care about um, and those around me achieve their goals. Um, and that can only be, that can only happen when we're all um, bringing our, our best possible selves. So I hope that that was helpful uh, and I will look forward to talking to you in a future episode. Take care.